Hi, I'm Magic Tom, the producer for Sam and Ted's Famous Last Words. Welcome to the Babel Sound Studio, where we're sitting in on an American and a Brit, twisting each other's words, getting tongue-tied, and generally reflecting upon the strange beauty of that majestic, rather odd thing we call the English language. Let's start the show. You're listening to Sam and Ted's Famous Last Words. Sam and Ted's Famous Last Words! Nice to see you, Sam. Good to see you too, Ted. How are you feeling today? Just peachy. Ted, it's a bit cruel to be speaking about food right before we eat lunch, don't you think? Well, it might be cruel, but uh, I don't really give a fig. Ted. Today, we're going to spice up this podcast. I'm serious. And give our listeners some food for thought. One more food idiom and... And I'm sure they're going to eat it right up. I'm going to go bananas. Ha! How do you like them apples? You're a bad egg, Ted. Sam, have a snack and calm your hanger. Hanger? What, like a clothes hanger? No, hanger, like anger caused by hunger. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm ready. What's the show about today, anyway? Food! And I've already warmed everyone up for our first segment, which I'm going to call You're a Peach. I assume from the title that you've baked another peach pie for us to noisily devour while everyone listens. While that would make for excellent listening, Sam, I'm actually going to talk about some of my favorite flavorful food idioms. Everyday phrases like, you're a peach, which means that someone is beautiful, excellent, or sweet. Okay. So, what else have you got for us? So I've got, I don't give a fig. Which means? This actually comes from an obscene gesture from Shakespearean times. Oh, my goodness. And this gesture was when you took your thumb and you placed it between your index finger and your middle finger, and this was called the fig of Spain. The fig of Spain? The fig of Spain. Really, the fig of Spain. I've never heard of that, but I'm doing it right now. I am doing it as well. It looks Somehow obscene, yes. A little bit. Anyway, so if you don't give a fig, you can't even be bothered to make this obscene hand gesture. You don't care. Oh, right. Okay. You know, we do give figs, don't we, Ted? Right. I give multiple figs. All the time. Right. Um, And uh, what else do you have for us today? We've got to-go bananas. To-go bananas. I know this one. It means to go crazy, right? It does mean to go crazy. More in a positive sense, though, right? It can. It depends on the context. Yeah. Okay. Because it's kind of silly. I mean, bananas aren't super serious. So they're pretty funny, aren't they? Oh, right. The best. Exactly. They're the funniest. Fruit. Hilarious, I mean, especially when a... people you know slip on the peels. Well, I don't know. That's a bit unfortunate. So funny. Isn't it? Slapstick. Ooh, cruelty. Right. Um, so anyway, this idiom came from an earlier one, which was to go ape. To go ape, like a monkey. Yeah, yeah, To go crazy, to go wild. A bit discriminatory, I would say. A a little bit, right? Not all monkeys are wild. wild. Some Some are quite civilized. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so this evolved, of course, (laughs) with the connection between monkeys and bananas. Yeah, I can see the association between bananas going crazy. You know, a monkey sees a banana, goes wild for it, right? You know, very excited. Anything else? All right, we have, um, how about them apples? How about them apples? This is something... This is an American thing. Maybe. People uh, people don't say that in England. How about them apples? <laughs> How about them apples? I would, I I mean, would it's be really just confused you if have, someone in London told have said impeccable that to me. grammar. How yeah, about right. those apples? Right? <laughs> I don't think we'd even <laughs> say that. <laughs> um, this is something that you say, it's kind of like, ha, I gotcha. 
Oh, right. In a, okay. like a, yeah, yeah. In a superior way when uh-huh. in conversation, right. maybe you best somebody. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, like you uh, going around trumping people. Exactly, yeah. yes. Okay. All right. yeah. I say, how about them apples all the time? Anyway, moving on. Okay. Um, our next one is food for thought. Wow. Which is something very appropriate to this podcast. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And food for thought is something that gives you a reason to stop and think. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's kind of taking the the process of digestion from your stomach Mm. up to your brain. Feeding your mind. Right, exactly. We have one more here on Mm -hmm. the list. A very oft-used phrase, especially among teenagers, perhaps. Right. In Wisconsin as well. Yeah, in Wisconsin, of course, because it is cheese-related. It is cheese-related. And as we know, Wisconsin loves its cheese. Mm -hmm. Um, And what is it, Ted? To cut the cheese. Mm, Very savory. What does it mean? Quite savory and uh, odorous. Odorous? It, it means is. to fart. Oh, to pass wind, we might say, in polite society in the UK. Or to fart. Or to fart. Yeah, I mean, people do say that in the UK, it's true. Um, uh, a rather tasteless note to end on. Um, but it connects quite nicely to our next segment, which is very tasteful. It's tasteful tidbits. Tidbits, yeah, it's Teddy's tidbits. Ooh, it's Teddy's tidbits. Look at Teddy's tidbits. 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 I would say tidbits. Tidbits? Tidbits. Or tidbits. Ah, Is that how you spell it? Tid. T-I-D. Not T-E-D like Ted and not T-I-T like... I mean, if we're, if we're going for some wordplay here, yeah, yeah. we can call it taste, tasteful tidbits. Lovely. Okay, but okay. what is a tidbit, Ted? Um, a tidbit is a small, little, delicious thing to eat. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm going to talk about foreign culinary words that have found their way into English. Oh, all right. And um, I guess it's fairly common knowledge. The word cuisine comes from French itself. Right. Um, we get a lot of our words for meat from the French. So mm-hmm. beef, for example, comes from boeuf, okay. uh, which is French. But the animal, cow, comes from German. The reason for this is that at the time um, of the Norman invasion, I guess, yeah. um, when the Frenchies all came up to Great Britain yep. and uh, they brought their language up there, they did. the nobility were speaking French. Okay, right, and yeah. the nobility had nothing to do with raising these animals, right? All they cared about was putting this, these meats in their mouth. Of course, yeah. and so of course the the words for these meats came from French, yeah, of course, the language of the nobility. Mm-hmm. Whereas the people actually raising the animals, who needed the names for the animals, were speaking English or a Germanic uh, language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. that makes sense. Great. You know, if you think about it, a lot of the words we use for food come from French. Um, a lot of the verbs around cooking come from French as well. Flambe, you know, to set something on fire in the kitchen. That is a French word. Fricassee. Fricassee, yeah. Cut, in fact, is a word that comes from a, a French verb. Mm, yes. Of course, you have the, the obvious ones, casserole, cassoulet, croissant. Who doesn't love a croissant? Mayonnaise, my favorite thing. I have to have mayonnaise in everything. These are all the obvious French words, but we also actually have a lot of words from Spanish. Really? Yeah. Like what? Like avocado comes from South America. Are you sure that's from Spanish? Well, it comes through Spanish to English. So ah, okay. Originally, it's, and I may be pronouncing this wrong, this is a, a, an indigenous language from Latin America, Nahuatl mm-hmm. or Ahuatl. I'm definitely saying that wrong. But anyway, it comes from that language originally, through okay. Spanish. Also, banana 
as we were previously talking about, really? banana actually is a word of African origin that entered English via either Spanish or Portuguese. No one's certain. And then you have barbecue that comes from barbacoa, oh, a word of barbacoa. Caribbean origin originally. Mm. Um, of course, chili, chocolate, which is originally chocolatel from, again, Nahuatl. Ah, thank you, Nahuatl. Yeah, which is actually an indigenous Mexican language. Oh, right. Um, Yeah. Then um, you Americans have cilantro. Right. Which we call coriander, Yes, which is confusing. I get really confused. For us, coriander is only the ground spice, right, of the seed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for us, it's everything. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got uh, maize, which comes from maize, uh, which was originally Arawak maize. Um, uh, this one is a very important word that we get through Spanish, um, and that's potato, which yeah. comes originally from batata, again, a word of uh-huh. Caribbean origin. So of course. There's a lot of words we get from Arabic, actually, that are really? super important for the English language. Possibly one of the most important is sugar, which comes from sukkar, which is actually derived from the Sanskrit, shakara. Then related to that, we have syrup, sherbet, and sorbet, which comes from sharab. Sorbet, no you know idea. what a sorbet yeah, you know, know, you know what sorbet is. Yeah, yeah, okay. Not yeah, completely so uncultured. Thank you. And sharab is a word with two senses in Arabic. It means to drink is sharab mm-hmm. and syrup. Did you well. just tell me to shut up? <laughs> Not right then, but okay. I might have been thinking. Yeah. And other words, we have alcohol, which is alcohol in Arabic. Candy. What? Candy comes from Arabic. No way. Kand. That sounds so English. Di. Sounds English. Yeah, Candy. 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 We call candy sweets. Right. Yeah, I've been very confused with this because for us in America, sweets is just a more general term. It can include like pies and pastries. And yeah, it could be dessert. Things like that. You know, you could have yeah. sweets after your main course. But candy is only like, you know, candy bars. I mean, you guys eat a lot of it. I mean, that's basically. Haribo <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, things yeah. like that. We'll beg to differ. Right. Um, and then possibly the most important word in the English language. Coffee. Coffee. Yeah, which uh, is kahwa in Arabic. It's more important than tea? Really? Well, these days. Well, especially at Babel, anyway. I mean, nothing would happen around here without the coffee machines. I don't know if you know this, Ted, but coffee drinking originated in Yemen in the 15th century. Do you know anything about why some languages have the more, like, coffee sound, whereas others, it's cafe Coffee, cafe. It's to do with phonology. I think, you know, it's certain, certain languages have certain sounds and they approximate sounds and through time. It's like Chinese whispers, that game, you know, where you whisper in someone's yeah. ear and they whisper back to the next person what they've heard. And this is how words change over time right. um, in usage. Cafe Mocha, which is a type of coffee, is named after the port city of Mocha in Yemen, which was an early coffee importer. All right. There you go. So a lot of these Arabic words, did they end up coming into English through Spanish? Yeah, some came through North Africa, um, through Moorish culture. Others were originally Greek, then came through Arabic, then came through other ways. I mean, it's all to do with trade routes. Tuna is an interesting one. Originally, it was ancient Greek, Tunis. Then you get the medieval Arabic, Altun. You get Spanish, Atun. Um, apologies to Spain uh, for my bad Spanish pronunciation, all the Spanish speakers out there. Um, and then in the late 19th century, you get California tuna, California which becomes tuna. international English. <laughs> all right. It's fascinating. Yeah, right? Those are some yeah. really great Ted bits that you've shared with us, yeah, Sam. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're really Sam bits, right? Because, right. You know. mm-hmm. Anyway, all of this talk of food is really making me hungry. Um, 
So what's next on our list of culinary delights, Dad? Egg corns. Egg corns? Egg corns. Uh, can you maybe explain? What, I, I don't know what an egg corn is. Okay, so an egg corn, it's when you say something wrong because maybe you've only heard it, you've never seen it written, something like this. Like how confusion with tidbits and tidbits and right, tidbits. Right, exactly. Are, so, for it. example, it the word egg corn itself is an egg corn. This comes from Amazing. the word acorn. Acorn, which Being is... Being a seed of an oak tree. Right, the mm-hmm. nut that grows on an oak tree. And it looks a little bit like an egg. And that is true. also a little bit like a piece of corn. Oh, I'm right? hungry. So it makes sense in some way, but it is still incorrect. So the rest of these have taken their name from this egg corn. This seed, this yeah. acorn of an yeah. idea. Exactly. This egg corn of an idea. Yeah, super. So okay. the first one I have for you mm. is skin milk. Oh, my. Skin milk. Dear Lord, what 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 is that? <laughs> it well, sounds disgusting, whatever it is. It should yeah. be skim or in British English, I'm pretty sure it's skimmed milk. Yeah, skimmed milk. Yeah, yeah. Right. so low-fat milk. They right, skim exactly. the fat off the milk. They yeah, skim yeah. the fat. But here we have skin milk. Oh, that's very unfortunate. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds awful. It sounds yeah, yeah, disgusting. Yeah. Um, Should we pass on? it makes a little bit of sense, right? Because skin, skinny, no fat. You drink skin milk, it makes you skinny. I can't. I can't, right? I can't even think about no. it. Can we, can we pass quickly we can, on to we something can pass. else? <laughs> okay. um, the next one that we have is um, bread and breakfast. Oh, right, yeah. yeah bread yeah. and breakfast. Bread and breakfast, which is obviously wrong. Um, uh, it should yeah. be bed and breakfast. It should be bed and breakfast. Yeah. But again, it makes a little bit of sense because you probably will get some bread with your breakfast. Yes. So bread and, and no one gets any sleep in a right. B&B anyway. Exactly. So uh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> grab the bed, go straight for the breakfast. Right. And what All else right. have we got? Um, we have pass mustard. I love mustard. Pass mustard. Pass mustard. Is that like, it's not like pass wind, is it? No, it is not. Oh, right. okay. it's, what is uh, it? And it's not me telling you that I want the mustard. Okay. So, Sam, pass mustard. Pass the mustard. <laughs> sure, okay. um, there you go. This yeah. should be pass Muster, ah, yes, of and yeah, of and what it, it means is that that something is satisfactory. If something passes muster, it's good. It's mm-hmm. or at least good enough. And muster comes from when a military unit is lined up for inspection. Oh yeah, and all the okay. all the buttons are shiny right, and the shoes exactly. are shiny and the caps so are in the right direction. Muster, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we're going to stray a little bit away from the food theme here okay. for a minute okay. because yeah, yeah. we found I'll some. allow that. For we found some egg corns that are really surprising They surprised me. They right. surprised me. They're very yeah. surprising. And we found that we were actually using the incorrect form for years. Crazy. Um, for example, you've heard the phrase, you've got another thing coming. I mean, there's even a song, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. you got another thing coming. Is that, who is that by? Another thing coming. I've I don't never. Know, someone. <laughs> you do it very well, though. I was, I was seeing yeah, Bruce Springsteen, thought, yeah. whatever, whoever it was. <laughs> you know. Anyway, this one it should be, you've got another think coming. No. Yes. No. Yes. No, another that doesn't make any think. sense. I know what? it doesn't make any about? sense. Okay, so it comes from a joke, actually, and the, the full joke is, if that's what you think, you've got another think coming. Boom, boom. Linguist joke. But it is intentionally grammatically incorrect, and so here we got an egg corn from the desire to be right. So say it again. If that's what you think, you've got another think coming. And what we actually say which is wrong you've got another thing, thing 
coming. coming. Wow, all yeah. these things. Okay, okay, lovely. I like the next one in particular. Um, and I've said this wrong my entire life. It's possible that we all are saying this wrong. Right. But, um, Here we have butt naked. Butt yeah, naked. Yeah, yeah. Meaning right. to, to be, be completely, completely without clothes. Right. You know, like exactly. the day you were born. Right. Your butt's and of course, your butt's out, air. right? Yeah, yeah, your bum. So you're bum, butt your naked. Yeah. Actually, it's buck naked. Buck Why? naked. Why? Uh, it could have something to do with the animal, a buck. It's nothing is, to do with dollars, which was a buck. No? Um, right. Well, tangentially, mm-hmm. because a buck dollar is also related to this animal. Oh, right. Okay. Um, okay. Is it? Right. Yeah. I didn't know that. Because uh, a form of currency before paper money um, in dear. North America was uh, buck skins. The right. skins of these animals were used to trade. God. So that's where we get Imagine buck trying to get dollar. Those in your, squeeze them into your wallet. I right. mean, that's crazy. No wonder they invented money over there. <laughs> right. That's a great invention. Back to our phrase. Anyway, <laughs> so we have a buck naked because, of course, bucks don't wear any clothes. Right? So that's deep. Right. Very deep. deep. So they're buck Maybe naked. Maybe they should. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to move on to our next segment. This week on Sam and Ted's Famous Last Words, we have a segment called Celebrity Bites. What's Celebrity Bites? Celebrity Bites, Ted, is the segment where we invite celebrity guests into the studio. And this week, we have a special party egg edition. So, who have we got on the show, Ted? Well, Sam, we have invited West End Girl... Chelsea Sloan Rangerton, and Cheshire lad Christopher Pickles into the studio today. That's right. And Chelsea and Christopher are going to go head-to-head in the babble ring where they'll be digesting some famous British dishes, both sweet and savoury. Welcome, Chelsea and Christopher. Thank you. Hi, Sam. <laughs> Hi. Hi to both of you. Welcome. Right. Uh, thanks for coming Hi. in. Chris, where exactly is West Cheshire? Cheshire is in the northwest of England, and I come from West Cheshire. It's near Wales, is it? Yeah, I'm quite close to the border of Wales, so I'm about half an hour, 20 minutes outside of Chester. Lovely town. And um, Chelsea, where are you from? You're from West London, is that right? Yes, West London. So not actually West Chelsea, but not far off. No, you're called Chelsea, though. I am indeed. (laughs) Uh, An interesting coincidence. And uh, you've both starred in Babel Courses, right? We have indeed. Yeah, yeah. I have, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're husband both... Husband and wife, I think. Sorry? Husband and wife. Husband, and, husband wife. and wife. Husband and wife, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah, you, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Already, so cruel. Foul Mal Farm was the um, course. Oh, yeah, I mean, you've both been in many, many courses, actually, but you played... Patagonia and Max Falmouth in Falmouth Farm. That's right, very yeah. convincingly, might I add. Yeah, very huh. convincingly. And um, actually, we have a quick fire quiz for you two. This is how it works. I'm going to say the name of a British dish, and the first person to buzz in correctly and tell us what it is gets the point. Ted's going to take score. Right. Got my trusty scorekeeping pen right here. Amazing. It's magic scorekeeping pen. So, for example, you've probably all heard of a Scotch egg, right? Mm-hmm. Who can tell me what a party egg is? Party egg? Party egg. Come on, come on. A party egg. This is one of my favourite things. Scotch egg. Is a Scotch egg egg not a party egg? What is a Scotch egg? Because a Scotch egg exists at all parties. Well, for the under five. A boiled egg in sausage meat, right? Yeah, that's right. So a party egg is a very similar concept. It's a boiled egg, but it's chopped and mixed with mayonnaise. And it's like a mini scotch egg. So, obviously... That's disgusting. Uh, is it, it's delicious. It doesn't sound right to Is me, it a yeah. deviled egg? 
A deviled egg. Oh, no, no, because deviled egg doesn't have a case. So it's, it's, ah. it's like deviled egg, but chopped up fine with mayonnaise inside a tiny pork case covered oh. in breadcrumbs. It's delicious. Okay. Right. So the contender's ready. Ted, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Then let's go. Who can tell me what is a Lancashire hot pot? I can. Christopher. It's a, it's a stew. It's a lamb stew, lamb and vegetables. Yep. That's correct. One point to Christopher. All right. Okay. Next item. Who can tell me what is an Eccles cake? Oh, it's like a scone, but it has raisins. Does it have raisins in it? Oh, does it? I want to say it can have raisins in it. It's, it's a heavier scone. Oh. No. <laughs> we'll give you half a point for that. What was it? <laughs> can or can't have raisins. It's similar to that, yes. Okay, moving on. Who can tell me what is Kendall mint cake? Oh, oh, it's uh, it's just water and like mint flavouring and sugar. It's like a, a sugar bar that you take up the top of a mountain when you've been <laughs> for a really That long is correct. Walk. That's <laughs> very correct. Kendall mint cake is a, a, a loaf, you could say, of uh, minted sugar that's very popular in the Lake District. And a Kendall, Kendall is a town in the Lake District oh. where everyone goes to go walking. And it's full of people chomping on Kendall mint cake. So Lovely. next item, who can tell me what mushy peas are? Oh, gross. <laughs> Chelsea again. They <laughs> are from the north and they are peas, from bad the north. peas. <laughs> from the north. Um, they're, always, they're always a very dodgy green colour um, and they're normally served with chips, in my experience. So you were True. mainly correct there, but actually they're not from the north. You get them in London, you get them all over. Fish and chip shops in London always okay. sell mushy but peas. But inherited so. from the north. Yeah. The yeah. funny Bought green colour is interesting because yeah. they're made from processed peas and I'm not sure what a processed pea is. Good question. We'll do some more research on it and come back to you in the next episode. Right, this one might be more difficult. Anybody heard of rag pudding? I would say it's like a bread and butter pudding where the bread's torn up. So it's ragged. Yes. Christopher, point to you. It did sound familiar. Yeah. And Worcester sauce. I know. Christopher. (laughs) It's a condiment. It is a condiment. It's a condiment. And uh, the chief ingredient would be anchovy, right? That's right. So let's move on to the next item, which is one of my favourite things, spotted dick. <laughs> Anyone? A spotted dick is a Chelsea. pudding. It is a pudding, And yes. uh, it's definitely got raisins in it. It definitely <laughs> That's does. That's where the right? spotted comes in. <laughs> um, I want to say it's a bread pudding. It's a suet pudding. Okay. And the last one on my list um, is spam. Anyone give me a definition for that? Mm, yes, I think. It's been a long time. It's a tinned processed pork. That's I guess exactly it's like sausage it in a tin, right? right? Sausage in a tin, yeah. Isn't it the cheapest part of the pork? And it's probably derived from the war. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think I'm there's not a sure actually the yeah, origin of um, A point for both I, both of you. I know yeah. that it's very, very popular in Hawaii because of the war. Because yeah. uh, the US Navy was stationed there and they brought with them tons and tons of spam. And the local Hawaiians got a hold of it and now they can't get enough of it. They make sushi with spam. Oh. It's, uh, you know, wrapped around rice with seaweed and everything. Yeah. Right. Anyway, um, Ted, uh, yeah. as our scorekeeper, that is the quiz over. Thank you both very much. Uh, who was the winner? Well, um, Chelsea. Chelsea. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Backtrack. Chelsea, you put up a valiant effort, <laughs> but it appears that... Our resident northerner has a bit more culinary Aye. knowledge than well you. Well done. Chris Pickles is the Way winner to go, today. Chris Pickles. Thank you very much.
a great sound effect. It's a great sound effect. Yeah, we love the canned uh, applause. <laughs> and uh, while you're here, Chelsea, do people really say jolly hockey sticks in West London? No. <laughs> right, okay. Did, did you want the answer to be yes? <laughs> well, I don't know, really. <laughs> what, could it's you a, it's not a sort of, you know, cliche it. of British-received pronunciation. Could you um, enlighten me here? I what? have never heard this phrase before. What does jolly hockey sticks mean? I mean, sort of, oh, everything's good, that's great, you know, like, jolly hockey sticks. That's oh, right, okay. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Peaches and cream. You might say peaches and cream in America, yeah. Well, um, I think we're out of time, Sam. All right. Magic Tom is doing that uh, throat cutting gesture again. Oh, yeah. He, d- he does that a lot, doesn't he? I thought he had sort of Tourette's or something. Uh, no, it means cut. So, listeners, if you have any fun, interesting, or even just darn weird phrases, food-related or not, we'd love to hear them. And the best one wins... A weekend with us on our party yacht. Sam, no one wants to spend a weekend with us, and we don't have a party yacht. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, anyway, email us at podcasting at babble.com or reach out to us on Twitter using at Babbel. And remember to subscribe to our show and search Babbel to see other shows from our colleagues. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>